Let's do an example of how a housing bubble can lead to wealth destruction. And I really just want to hit the point home that once wealth is destroyed, all legislation can do is kind of redistribute who takes the losses. That you can't create wealth all of a sudden out of legislation. You can maybe create incentives for investment, et cetera, et cetera, but we'll talk about that in a future video. So let's say in year one, I have a neighborhood, and you, you know, Toll Brothers goes out and builds a, a new development, and they build five houses. Let me draw those five houses. House one, house two, house three, house four, and house five. And let's say that this was a, a normal uh, home buying environment. This could have been, I don't know, 1995. Actually, let's just say, let's just for the sake of argument, let's say that this is 1995. 1995, although I want this to be an abstract example, so we could call that year one. But in 1995, these people, uh, they find you know, five new families that go buy the house. They pay 100000 each for the house. They pay 100000 for the houses, each family, 100000 And these were conforming loans. There wasn't this whole CDO and mortgage-backed security market. So essentially, these people had to put 20% down, and they had good credit scores and all the rest. So immediately, they have $20,000 of equity and an $80,000 loan, right? 20K equity, 20K equity, that's my code, E for equity, and then 80,000 loan. I don't have to write that down. Or 80,000 mortgage, right? And they had good credit, et cetera, et cetera. Now we have this whole securitization. Lending becomes a lot easier. It becomes easier and easier every year because the housing prices go up, so people uh, stop taking risk into consideration. And let's say that we're, we get to the year 2005. But this could be an abstract example. It could be year two, whatever. In 2005, all of a sudden, everyone has, everyone is getting access to funding. The people who have houses actually don't want to sell their houses because they're convinced that their housing prices is go are going up so fast that it's only a matter of time before they are millionaires just with their housing wealth, and then they could maybe retire off of it. But there's so much funding, anyone can get a loan, and let's say that this first homeowners, maybe they have to move, or maybe they just want to move to a cheaper location, or maybe their kids have gone to college, so they just want to downsize, they decide to sell their house. And because there's so much demand out there, anyone can get a loan. Frankly, the person who's going to be able to give the highest bid on the house is a person to some degree who's most reckless or, or most prudent. And anyway, I, I won't go into that. But let's say they pay a million dollars for the house. Right? They have no money down, million dollar uh, loan, subprime, negative amortization. Uh, they had no credit rating, et cetera, et cetera. Well, they pay a million dollars. And that was the purchase price of the house. And we could just say, you know, they have zero equity. And they have a million loan. And of course, this guy is great now. Let's just, just you know, he, he probably did build equity over that 10 years from 1995 to 2005. But even if he didn't, even if all he did is he paid the interest on this $80,000 loan, this guy, he had 20000 Now he gets a million, pays off the eighty, So he essentially gets, uh, he essentially gets, 920,000 plus the, the 20,000 he had before so he you know he moves to to Costa Rica or whatever with $940,000 and lives like a king although i've heard Costa Rica has also become expensive but anyway what happens now in the neighborhood these people didn't sell their houses they didn't find some some subprime individual that was willing to bid up the house they didn't nothing happened no money changes hands but all of a sudden these people say well you know what our houses are just as nice as this first house that sold 
maybe it's even better. So our houses are also worth a million dollars. So we all have this kind of, you could say, paper wealth here of a million dollars, just from one transaction. And actually, this is a five-house neighborhood. This could happen in a, in a 500-house neighborhood. You just have to find one person to overpay for a house, and then everyone in the neighborhood all of a sudden feels that their house is worth that much. And just out of thin air, just by one person getting cheap credit and overpaying for something, everyone in the neighborhood thinks that they just got $900,000 of wealth, or at least in this example. You never see a nine-fold increase Sorry, a nine a ninefold increase in, in property prices, but you have it wasn't crazy to see a twofold increase in a year over the last. Well, we have seen ninefold increases over ten years, which is the example here. So it's actually not that crazy. Anyway, that's their that's all of their notional wealth. But all of these people, you know, they they don't want to sell. One, they like their house; their kids are still there, um, and they say, "Wow, you know, in ten years, my house went from a million, from a hundred k to one million, and another ten years, my house is going to go from I don't know a million to ten million. Why would I sell it? I can then retire off the house." They don't think who could buy a ten million dollar house in 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 ten years. The only people who could, well, anyway, I'll do another video on that. I just want to run out of time. But they but they can still monetize this. They could say, well, you know, um, when I go to my financial planner, they said, oh, it's it's so inefficient for you to have all of that equity sitting in your house, right? How much equity do they have? They had twenty thousand before, and even if they didn't build any equity while they paid their mortgage, they now have another nine hundred thousand dollars of equity, right? So these these people, um, their financial planners say, oh, and 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 they're. Their, their siblings and whatever say, and their friends at work say, oh, your balance sheet is so inefficient. Why don't you take some of that equity and invest it or put it to work? So they say, oh, that's a good idea. I'll, I'll go get a home equity loan. So let's say this person, they go to a bank. A bank says, okay, sure, I'll give you a $500,000 home equity loan. $500,000 home equity loan. And in exchange, get, I don't know, 8% interest on that loan. So this is the bank. And the bank thinks it got a great deal. Because this $500,000 loan, it's not just it's not an unsecured loan. It's not like if this person can't pay, they just file bankruptcy and there's nothing that the bank can get a hold of. This home equity loan is secured by the house. So the bank says, "Well, if this person doesn't pay that $500,000 loan, if they default for whatever reason, I get their house." And their house is worth a million dollars, right? And why do I think it's a million dollars? Because a house in the neighborhood sold for a million dollars. And frankly, that's how, um, unfortunately, housing was assessed. People would just say, oh, another house in this neighborhood sold for a million. This one must be worth a million because it's a very similar or maybe it's even a better house. So this banker thinks they have a great deal. This is better than lending to buying treasuries. I'm getting 8%. Maybe treasuries are giving me 3 3 or 4%. And if they default on it, I actually get an asset that's probably worth more than the loan amount, and I can auction that off and easily get uh, my $500,000 bank. So the, the the risk managers within the bank think they have a great deal, and they probably slice and dice these things and sold it to other people and got it rated as AAA and all of that. But what happens next? Well, let's say 2005, in, in our imaginary universe, was the peak of, of the credit cycle. That was a year that credit was the loosest. And as soon as some of these... Uh, people who had no jobs and 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 got this these million dollar loans, they probably couldn't even pay pay the the fine pay the mortgage on their loan. Not to speak of you know continuing it, or they probably couldn't even pay the the low rate on the original teaser loan. So maybe they start to default. Credit starts getting tighter, and um, and let's say this guy actually gets foreclosed, and so he gives the house back to the bank. 
the bank auctions it off, and let's say when the bank auctions it off, it only gets, I don't know, it only gets $300,000 for the house. It only gets $300,000 for the house. And in the meantime, what did all of these people do with their $500,000 that they had? Well, they, they, their intention was to take these home equity loans and uh, put, put that money to work, invest it in some way. And they say, oh, what, what's a better investment than doing home improvements? Because we all know a house is the best investment. So unfortunately, a lot of that $500,000, it gets, quote unquote, invested in granite countertops, granite countertops, two more bathrooms per house, more bathrooms, um, hardwood floors, hard, let's say wood floors. And and you can imagine, and you know they they want to treat themselves too, so they did a little vacation. So it was invested in quote unquote invested in their house because they said, oh well, you know this will increase the value of my house, and oh as a side benefit, I will really look good relative to the neighbors and 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 live it up, and and I can live beyond essentially what my my income would predict would predict. And I've done some videos on investment versus consumption, but I'd argue that this wasn't real investment. That five hundred thousand dollars that this was consumption because it's not making the world more productive in any way. It's not increasing the total economic pie for the world, so it's not investment. It, it, maybe it is investment if it, if it somehow makes your asset more emotionally appealing to some greater fool to pay more for it, but it's not, it's not, you didn't build a factory or you didn't invent some new technology that will make all of us richer. You just poured some money into something that's going to make your lifestyle a little bit better and maybe the next person who buys your house. But anyway, this house got foreclosed on. It's now worth, it gets auctioned off, it gets auctioned off for $300,000. Maybe this is in the year 2006. Now all of a sudden, all of these people, probably all of whom who took these home equity loans, let's say all of them did it, right? They all say, gee, I'm paying a $500,000 loan. Actually, I'm paying $500,000 plus my original $80,000 loan. So I have, have $580,000 of debt on an asset that, just sold for $300,000. So what do you think they're going to do? And I just realized I'm out of time, so I'll continue this in the next video.